Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersysGrowRoom.com. In this episode of The Grow Guides, we have a special one. We have a good friend of the show returning. He was a guest on a previous episode. You can find it in the interviews, but he's come back specifically for The Grow Guides section this time to talk about worm farming. And this guy is Captain Matt. You may have seen Captain Matt on his YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Captain Matt's Worms. If not, then go check it out. It's a super cool channel. Captain Matt is a, is a real cool guy. So just head over there, subscribe to his channel, check out his videos, and if possible, start your own worm farm. Uh, lots of good information in this episode of Grow Guides here. Take notes if you need to. And if you already have a worm farm, then make sure you head over to percysgrowroom.com or our Discord server, either one, and show us some pictures, man. Come and share your worm farm with us. It'll be good to see it. But anyway, for now, roll a fat one and enjoy this episode of grow guides i was going to say interview then but it's a grow guides episode so anyway enjoy i'll speak to you at the end of this see you in a bit hello hey 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 good afternoon hey. captain how are you mate mackie matt here and luke and jude and mark Oh, cool. We have nice. a collection of people today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we want to come at you with our best, buddy. Sweet. I've been seeing <laughs> up on YouTube, you've been putting up loads of shorts. Yes, that's, that is, um, that is uh, sort of our new MO. Mm, yeah, it has to be. Yeah, everybody's loving the YouTube shorts. You, you're doing yeah, it yeah. well. I, do, I love seeing this. I'm a bit addicted to these YouTube shorts now. I just keep flicking through like more, <laughs> more, just one more. <laughs> and I see loads popping up from you, man. It's very cool. I, I, like to see them. Get, I, I thought they were just getting tired of the old man. So they went to shorts so they don't have to listen to me. <laughs> Now, your videos are always awesome, man. Always great content coming from Captain Matt. Oh, thanks, Mackie. We, we, we are still having fun. That's That I can mm -hmm. say for sure. We're still having fun. And that's the vibe that comes across on the videos as well. You know, you love what you do. I mean, it's very cool. It comes across the yeah. to the viewers, man. Oh, I appreciate yep. it. I always like to watch your videos. It's very oh, cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just well, relaxing right now. Wonderful. So. It's wonderful to be back and be with you guys. And... Uh, uh, have a chat with you and talk about you know the things you want to talk about tonight mm -hmm. mainly just uh starting worm farms but we're not there yet we're just chilling right now because we've just done the cannabis news we take a five minute break and we're just relaxing here chatting with everybody and then we're going to go on yeah. to the grow guides and talk more specifically about how to do worm farming great so and great. thank you very much for joining us man you obviously yeah. know what you're doing with this whole worm farming thing i have a worm farm uh bubble do you have a worm farm uh, not a specific worm farm. I've just got a big compost bin. It's got worms in it. I mean, if you count my septic tank, maybe. Does that count as a worm right. farm? <laughs> Depends okay. what worms are in there, bro. <laughs> it's, 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 the, it's the genesis of a worm farm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but we do have some people listening to the show about how worm farm. Sparky out there, he says he has a worm farm. Twisted is new to worm farming. He got um, a worm farm for Christmas from his wife, which is very cool. Yeah, nice, nice. Everybody needs to get a worm farm. Get those, mm -hmm. get those uh, worm castings in your plant so that you um, are ingesting pure, good, fantastic um, 
you know, good old fertilizer mm-hmm. that uh, created by Mother Nature herself. Absolutely. Your plants love it. Love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No question about it. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to get one farm. And I do tell them often, but they won't listen to me as much as they'll listen to you, Captain. You know, <laughs> you have that sense of authority. <laughs> Nobody listens to you, Mac. Yes. Nobody listens to me. <laughs> Just the occasional rants are going on. They like Jackie, those. I want, to tell you, I want to tell you something. I listen to you. When I talk with you, I listen to every word you say. Buddy. Thank you, Captain. Thank you. See, <laughs> at least somebody appreciates me. <laughs> he hasn't been around very long to learn. That's the problem. Yeah, that's it. He hasn't heard the 250 episodes we've got out there. You know? <laughs> I can imagine. Good times. Imagine. Margie's back. Yes, I am. Hello. Sorry for being a little tardy. No, it's all good. Hey, Margie. My mom's went to make you. coffee. Yeah. Yes. Yes, oh, I did. Well, good. That's, an, that's another essential of life. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have everybody here. Of course, I, I am Mackie. We have Monkey. Monkey, you want to quickly say hello? Hey. Oh, hey. Hey, Matt. How's it going? This is Monkey down here in the Southeast U.S. Monkey, great to hear from you, man. We're doing great. And it's, uh, it, it's just great to hear your voice again. Great. Uh, we have a bubble hawk as well. He is from Australia with the septic tank. Right, bubble. Hey there, guys. <laughs> hey, bubble. Yeah. Yeah. We, so, we're, we're, listening, we're listening to you guys on your uh, very serious talk there. You know, there wasn't a lot of laughter. We got to do something. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I, would you listen to the news? Uh, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> listen, uh, I just wanted to announce that I'll be selling seeds at 25 cents a piece. Oh, sweet. Oh, I love that. Nice. Yes, <laughs> Nice, man. Are you actually going to make some seeds then? Is this a new no, project? No, All right, right. <laughs> I got a bunch of seeds. You know what, right there? Yeah. Damn. You'll sell worm cocoons. That's what I'll do. And, there you and go. Of hey, course, hey, it's a good I've idea, never right? Smoked one. I've never smoked one, and I wouldn't dare. <laughs> uh, Marge, you want to quickly say hello before we move on to the grow guides here? Yes. Hi, Captain Matt. It's Marge, and I hail from uh, Canada, actually. Ontario, Canada. Ah. Wonderful, our neighbor. Hey, Marge, yes. great to great to be with you today. Yeah, likewise. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you educating Mackie on on worm farming or uh, is is this something? <laughs> uh, no, I right? think I think I'm going to be getting educated today. Okay, all right. We'll we'll all get a little educated. <laughs> nice, I like that. Yeah, and that's it. And yeah. everybody who is listening, uh, we I don't know if did I put the link up. I think the link is on the screen for the grow guides here. So let's go to the grow guide screen and then you'll be able to see the link to Captain Matt's YouTube channel. So let's do that. Here's the grow guides. So this is the Grow Guides. We're going to be talking about worm farming this week, everybody, how to make a worm farm, how to maintain a worm farm. And joining us on the panel for this special Grow Guides episode, we have our good friend, Captain Matt. Do you want to say hi, Captain? Hey, guys. Uh, It it is just a joy to be with you. And uh, just to, you know, just to share with you again, um, and some of you, it isn't again, some of you, it may be for the first time, mm-hmm. but just to share with you that we really have something, you know, in, in uh, worm castings, this is not something we, we don't even make a lot of money at this. I mean, I, 
have we made any money yet? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we made any money yet. If, if you have to ask, then it's probably <laughs> no. <laughs> we brought the bookkeeper with us just in case we needed her. <laughs> but, uh, you know, seriously, it's just trying to get the word out that there is nothing like uh, the castings of a worm and the fertilizer that comes from them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I played, I played around with it for a while, but I want to tell you something. Uh, when I finally got to that place where I only used worm castings in my vegetable garden, I have 15 raised beds. We, um, I had a few of my neighbors growing cannabis in my garden and um, we fertilized everything with the castings. And I have never, ever seen the produce that we've gotten uh, this, this, this past year was the year that I used only castings. It mm-hmm. was phenomenal, just phenomenal. Wow. And for, you know, and for cannabis, guys that are, you know, smoking or, or, or in, I don't know if you guys have the uh, chewies over in England, but uh, we got a lot of chewies around here that I'm hearing about, but you, you, you what are they? Gummies, the gummies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, why, why not get the pure stuff that really, really uh, will get every bit of energy out of the plants or, or put every bit of energy into the plant in order to get all the energy out of the plant without using chemicals that are probably just screwing us and we're not even knowing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's it, my whole hope. Okay, I'll shut up for a few minutes. But there's a, the major thing, I think one of the most important things about worm farming is the bacteria. You get the microbes. Yeah. It, it, because you get all that good nutrition. But when you bring those microbes into the grow room as well, the plants love that. that that's what it's all about. Having them yeah. local microbes. And it, it's like you say in your videos, man, it's like black gold. It's, this stuff's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the, uh, the worm castings have a lot of minerals and a lot of vitamins, but the difference between um, worm castings and let's say a good hearty compost, okay, is the microorganisms that, that when food passes through a composting worm, it comes out with more microorganisms than we can imagine. We were writing an article the other day and my son um, was writing a paragraph and he said, there are more microorganisms in uh, one handful of worm castings than there are people on the planet. And I stopped him and I said, now wait, where'd you get that from? He said, well, there, there are. And I said, well, there probably are, but uh, let, who's counting? Um, but the, the reality is this, is that there are more microorganisms in a handful of worm castings than anyone could even count or imagine. And that's what, that's what, cre- that's what, that's what allowed our earth to become what it is on the mm-hmm. growth, on the growth side of the earth. You know, we take grass for granted. We take, you know, natural uh, growth in the forest and the woods. We take it all for granted. Well, what fertilized all that? What gave all that and um, the ability to become what it has become? And I'll tell you what it was. It was, it was the, the worms because they're in every part of the earth except the Arctic. And, uh, and it's the worms and their worm casting. And, and it's just part of the big ecological plan. And we have to stop overlooking that and realize let's get back to the source because the source has already, if we'll look at 
the beauty of nature around us. It, it's the worms that have 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 financed and and uh, put forth all the fertilizer to create all this beauty that we look at. And now it's time for us to start taking that seriously and realize we have that in our hands mm. and we can actually we can actually raise these worms gather their poo and we're not taking anything from them you know when you you milk a cow you take their milk uh, uh but when you when you take the castings from worm you're not doing anything to taking anything from them you're just receiving from them what they were created for and uh and, and they're giving us what really um will grow the finest growth that man can have. And mm -hmm. I don't I don't say that lightly. I mean that with all my heart, having worked with it for the years I have and watched the progression and seen it actually blossom. And so for anything, I mean, you know, if you're if you just love tomatoes, and someone was talking about tomatoes earlier, but if you love tomatoes, you might as well eat the best tomato you can get. Mm -hmm. And if you if you're gonna if you're gonna smoke anything, you know, grow it with uh, worm castings because there's nothing impure about them. It is just straightforward goodness and fantastic, fantastic fertilizer. Mm -hmm. It is. For you got sure. me. Now, it got me going now. So someone jumped <laughs> in. And good, good. <laughs> <laughs> but let's start right at the beginning because there could be some listeners out there who have no idea how to even start doing a worm farm. They don't even know what one, yeah. one, what one looks like. So if we start at the beginning of what exactly is a worm farm, what what is it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a big word, you know, and uh, I think it kind of scares some people a little bit. But a worm farm is really just having a, a housing for housing uh, where worms can live mm -hmm. and le learning to feed them and care for them and to reap the benefits of their poo. And that's all it is. It's just their poo. Mm -hmm. And that, that can start that can start in a very, very simple, simple way um, to the point it can grow where. Uh, people are selling or are producing um, millions and millions of pounds of worm castings um, every year. But to get back to the basic, you know, when I started, um, I got my, I, you have to start with worms. You got to get worms, period, you know, yeah. and, and then you have to have a place to put the worms. And I didn't have a place to put the worms when I first started. So I understood that cardboard was a really good bedding or shredded paper mm. and so i got some shredded paper tore it up by hand tore the cardboard up by hand and and i put it in a plastic bag um a um what's it called the bags uh, it's called a t-shirt bag in the states i don't know if you guys it's it has two handles on it. it's very thin plastic and uh, some of the stores you walk out with your vegetables or whatever and they put it in these bags right right and, we call them carrier bags here in the uk you guys have a while to catch up with us, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. we know, we know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't get me started again, Captain. <laughs> no, that's pretty basic. That's started, what we're gonna do. So, so you get a carrier bag, mm -hmm. and uh, so I, I I put my worms in the carrier bag. I I moistened, and, and you know, because there's a million ways uh, uh, to learn about this. Just go on and on the YouTube and and or any of the stations and, and uh, you know, just put in raising worms and everyone tells you immediately shredded paper, cardboard. And I put mine in, in with some shredded paper, cardboard in a plastic bag. And I hung that bag 
over a milk crate. And that's how I started. And that was my war that was my first worm farm. Cool. And then yeah. So and and I, I know people that started their first worm farm in one of them carrier bags and uh and they just hung them on the handle of the door of their bedroom. Wow. I, I mean, it, in other words, it can get that simple, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it also can get very elaborate where we can go from that to producing massive amounts of worm castings uh, uh, to uh, fertilize uh, a 10 acre farm. Mm -hmm. But today we're just gonna talk about the, the basics. And so, and then you, we, we need to feed them and they, they love, or, they love vegetable matter you know they're they'll eat they'll really eat anything but we always suggest that people use vegetable matter because um it's the least likely to uh get a foul smell mm -hmm. um if you, if you overuse it if you put meat in you know this the odor of meat can cause or fish can cause or cheese mm -hmm. so you're all, the best thing is using uh, vegetable matter but the most common way to really start them is get yourself a nice plastic uh, bin of some sort, you call them bins in, in uh, over in the old country. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes all right. well, <laughs> a bucket. We'll call it a bucket. Okay, all right. Get yourself a, a pail. Fetch a pail of water. That's what we do. Ah, the old, the old English. Right. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you, 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 the one thing you have to understand about worms is they're livestock. They breathe, and uh, they need moisture, and they need food. And so when you get whatever it is, whatever container, if it's a pail, if it's a, a rubber made um, a container um, with a top, you just wanna do a few things. One is you wanna put a few holes, not a few, put as many holes in the bottom uh, as you can in case moisture builds up and allows the moisture to drain mm -hmm. and have something under that to catch it, capture the moisture and then have a lid on it. Or if you do have a lid on it, then put some, drill some holes in the side so air can get in because worms breathe and they breathe through their skin and they, but they have to breathe. And if they don't, they'll die. And so as you can, you can take something as simple as that bucket, put the, put the uh, paper, shredded paper in or the shredded cardboard and, uh, and then put a few veggies in it, give them the right temperature. Worms don't you know, uh, most of the worms that are used today for uh, us in the States are um, red wigglers for compost, and they can handle a wide variety of temperatures, but all, all worms love a temperature between 72 and 82. It's just a real good place to keep the temperature, because if you keep them happy temperature-wise, they'll produce and they'll work and they'll mm. produce the castings. But it's that's that's as simple as it can be. Yeah. And then from there, you can just you can do whatever you need to do. Um, you can buy um, specific like something that's an actual worm farm. It, it's like a beehive kind. I've just seen uh, that's what they look like. Anyway, I have a small one. Yeah. It's like 40 centimeters by 40 centimeters. And it looks yeah. a little bit like a beehive, but it's, it's multi-layered. So you can right. use uh, one layer when that gets filled up, put another layer on top and feed them from there. And right. that, that, you can get it for maybe 80 pound, 100 pound. You can look up online and buy these things and it's worth it. It's not like it's going to go anywhere. You can keep it for years and years. So eventually it's cost effective. And I, yeah. what I did with that is uh, I started off with some cardboard, like I said, some cardboard on the bottom, some shredded paper. I put some cocoa coir in there as well. 
because they yeah. liked that for their bedding, apparently. And then, like you say, just start adding vegetables to the top of that and they start eating yeah. it. And they eat yeah. quite a bit as well. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. And, and it depends, you know, if you have a lot of worms, they're going to eat a lot. Um, but uh, it, one of the things you have to watch is when you feed them, feed them small amounts. And I like to feed my worms every day. Yeah. And um, some people like to feed them once a week, but I don't. I like to feed them every day because I stay in touch with uh, whether they're eating properly or maybe it's how something's wrong if they're not eating. But one of the big things is to feed them and then um, come back the next day and know that the food was eaten. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and that's the best way to learn how to do it. After a while, mm-hmm. you once you understand how much food they should have, it's a different story. But uh, you, wanna, you don't want to overfeed them because then uh, they can, the, 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 um, uh, the worm farm or the worm bin itself can go sour and, and, and worms can die if they mm-hmm. get overfed or overwatered. So mm-hmm. you just want to watch mm-hmm. it and go step by step. Uh, it's amazing how long they can live without food. Mm-hmm. And that's something for people to know. But it's amazing how fast they'll die if you overfeed them. Yeah. So it's it's just you know I'd rather start I'd rather have them not eat for a day or two mm-hmm. than to be getting sick from too much food in in their bed. Yeah, it's a lesson so, we learned the hard way as well. You know, feeding them too much. It's if the yeah. food's there after three days, just take it out, and you don't want to yeah. leave that dodgy stuff in there. Keep fresh right. food for them. They might eat anything, but you still want them to eat nice things. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, if you can't. Over, oh, sorry. I was just curious if you can't. Over, ahead, you. Like, could you leave them if you're going on vacation or something and leave them and they'd be fine? Yeah. Um, how long is that you go on long? vacation? Like, say a week. Someone's going week. on vacation. Yeah. If, 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 as long as they had moisture and air and warmth, right. um, they, they more than likely would survive for the whole week without food. But just like any other animal, they'll get so skinny and so slim. I've right. done it. I've, I, I've gone away and left early on and left the worms. And when I came back, I could not believe the, the, what, what happened to my fat, plump worms. It's well, so they, same thing that would have happened to me if you left me in a closet for a week and I couldn't eat. I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'd shrink right down too. Right. But yeah, you put they them on a diet. And... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they can handle, they can handle not eating uh, for a, an amazing amount of time especially because they're eating their bedding also. And that's mm. something that uh, people need to realize. They're not just eating the veggies. The veggies are giving them their, their nitrogen, but the cardboard is giving them their uh, carbon. And worms need two things, two of the high priorities in their life are uh, nitrogen and carbon. So you go on vacation for a week, they don't get their nitrogen, but they can survive on the carbon for a good long time. Mm. How many worms would you start with as a to, to kick off a worm for like a farm? Yeah, um, it de- again it depends on the size of the bin you're going to be using, but it, let's say the number of worms are determined by the surface, not the depth, but the surface of your bin, the square footage of your surface. So if you have a bin that's two foot by two foot, you you got four square feet. And there's actually calculations that tell you how many worms would go in a four square foot uh, bin. So a good place to start is go with um, uh, about 200 per square foot. 
And if you okay. do that, um, if you go with 200 square foot, it will produce for you something that you really need to watch and see. And that is they'll start to breed. And, right. it, 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 and then they'll start to have, you'll see cocoons and then you'll see baby worms also. Mm -hmm. And so that's a really sound, sound number, uh, 200 worms per square foot. And uh, mm -hmm. you, you will have very, very exciting um, growing uh, worm bin. What kind of worms would you be using as well? Do you use a whole collection like uh, the European nightcrawlers, are they called, and tiger worms? Uh, yeah, I, I have, when I started, I had, I had uh, red wigglers yeah. and European nightcrawlers. And at a certain point, I, I got, this was early on, I got a little, but they are the base of my stock today. Uh, but I got a little frustrated with the separation of the two and I didn't see much difference. So I threw them all together in one big bin. Right. And so today I have um, night crawlers, uh, European night crawlers, because they're all different kinds, and um, and red wigglers. And they a night crawler is so close to a red wiggler uh, that they're I mean they're really really close. They're they're some worms are so different. Take an African night crawler. I mean it's another species of worm. But the European nightcrawler is almost like a red wiggler. So you can mix the two together. But we, I think red wiggler is the best place to start. And you, oftentimes when you buy them, wherever you buy them, you'll have a mixture of worms in there. And they'll, they'll oftentimes be European nightcrawlers in with them. And uh, sometimes blues, they're called. They're, they're, it's a blue worm. Cool. And uh, they're, they're all very, very, they get along real well. The only, the only issue with them is if you do ever get serious about breeding um, and you use them as your stock, a night crawler, uh, a European night crawler will breed with a red wiggler and produce a cocoon, but the cocoons are always sterile. So oh, if you, yeah. So if you can start a, um, uh, you know, your stock uh, with pure red wigglers, that's the best way to go for sure. Right. And uh, no one will ever guarantee you pure stock, uh, but there are, if you, like Mimi at Mimi's Worms, I don't know if you guys here have heard all, but she's one of our biggest sellers in the States. And um, she told me after hunting for months and months, she found a company that guarantees, or doesn't guarantee, but they promise pure stock red wigglers. It's, it's, for her, it's important because she's a breeder. Mm -hmm. But for the average person, just get some red wigglers. If, if, if they're mixed with other things, don't worry about it and have, have a lot of fun because you're going to get a lot of babies from them. If you don't, the, the babies come, if, let me say this, if you overpopulate a bin with worms, they stop breeding. If you underpopulate mm -hmm. a, a bin with worms, they, it's, it's like worms will say, let's say you're underpopulated and the worms look at each other and say, oh my God, we're going extinct. And so they start breeding heavily. And I mean it. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I, I, put, uh, I put about three dozen uh, uh, red wigglers in an eight foot by uh, 30 inch bin just to watch and see what happened. And they were breeding the next day. They were after each other because they were saying their, their whole thinking was we're going extinct. We're dying. We've got wow. to produce. But when you put too many together, they say just the opposite. They say, oh my God, how are you ever gonna feed all these people? 
you know, and so they stop breathing. And uh, so that's why I say 200 is a real good number. And as your bin starts to grow, separate your bin. And again, let's say it grows and you have 600. Well, separate it into two or three bins and you'll have breeding going on again. And mm -hmm. that's the way to grow them. Just keep uh, divide and conquer. And you have a great video on that as well on, you, on your YouTube channel where you have all the different uh, breeder bins. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah we're, we're, I got so many things going on right now um, that I, I'm not sure what I'm doing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but we did. We built a rack with 60 breeder bins on it. And uh, um, I have something, I'm working on a project that I can't talk about yet, but I'm going to need about a million worms. Right. And so, so I am breeding ferociously right a, now. A million I, spare worms, because you already have about three million <laughs> worms, right? In the big yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would like to think I had three million, but um, <laughs> the honest, and I always thought I did, but as I got into them, found out I didn't quite have what I wanted. I, I, if if I have a million worms and I use them properly, I am going to do something that. Um, is going to blow people's minds. And awesome. I like to do that. I like to do that. So I'm not going to tell you what it is we're going to do. But um, so we're, we're just breeding right now. I'm, I'm producing um, 6,000 cocoons every week. Wow. And, and each cocoon, each cocoon gives um, uh, two to three babies. And it's week after week after week after week. And we're doing a video right after this. We're doing a video on uh, well, what are you going to do with all those cocoons and how are you going to hatch them and how are you going to, and we're actually going to go right into a video that we'll put out really soon mm -hmm. on how we're going to deal with that. But back to your, you guys, um, you know, for starting to then, it's something that they're, they're and, and I, you know, when I, I talk to people and find the most unlikely people in the world uh, uh, with worm bins. And I asked people, why? why, why, why do you have worms? Well, they're like, well, you know, it eats our, it eats our compost and, and it's, it's, you know, it's good. We'll, we'll save the, we'll save the planet this way. We'll stop all the, the major dumps around the country. But one thing I hear from them is I, I just love my worms. I'm mm. not, I'm not sure of this. And, and this is, <laughs> I, I mean, this is really, you know, you'd think I was, doing psilocybin uh, when I make this statement. But the, rea the reality is this, is that um, I just wonder once you start handling worms and raising them, if something doesn't happen to us, because I am about the last person in the world, second to last person in the world that would have ever raised worms. And then the last person is my son, Luke. And now Luke's raising worms. He's got two major bins in his basement. And I'm looking at Luke, you know, a year ago, he, he was looking at me now, dad, don't, don't overdo it. Don't get too involved in this. And then he got a worm bin and he has a totally different attitude. It's like, don't think about doing it, do it. Yeah. And see, see, it, it's like, you know, a puppy, you know, you bring the puppy home and it pisses on you on the way. And you're like, ah, do I really want this puppy, you know, <laughs> but you bring it home and you feed it and you start petting it and you fall in love with it. And that's what happens with a worm bin. It really becomes something very precious to us. And then it also starts producing for us. And it's really, really exciting. Yeah. My wife, she accidentally killed someone. So it was two 
wet in the uh, in the in the worm bin and some of the yeah. worms died it was smelling funky you know when that happens when it smells yeah. like rotten eggs it's had that kind yeah. of smell to it and she found a load of dead worms and she was crying for ages man she was upset by all the, all the dead yeah. worms it's like damn yeah they become your pets as as well yeah. as you know something that can make all these uh, epic nutrients for your plants yeah yeah hey she's not the only one that cried over a dead worm there are probably thousands of people mm -hmm in the country that cry over dead worms and that's <laughs> to let her know she's not alone mm. but it, a very important thing to understand is when a bin starts to get a little wet too damp you want to deal with it immediately mm -hmm. the best way is just take a bunch more dry cardboard or dry paper and mix it in until it starts to absorb it people think you can't get your hands in there but i go in with my hands and i disturb worm bins regularly uh, if they're a little moist, I want to get something in there that's going to suck up the moisture and bring the general moisture level to an acceptable level. So mm -hmm. when, a, when a bin gets a little wet and everybody goes through this, that starts out in, in, uh, with their worm farms or worm bins and, and they get too wet and they're, they're oh, what do I do? You know, uh, just add a whole bunch more paper. Yeah. And if it's yeah. still wet, add some more paper. You can't hurt them. You, you can, you know, if you're, if you're operating with one third level in your, in your bucket, um, you can bring it up, bring it right up to the top if you have to, but dry that thing out. Um, and the worms will be happy and you won't see it's an anaerobic state, they mm -hmm. call it. And it's just, it's sour. It goes sour and it, the worm, it goes, gets extremely acidy and the worms can't handle it and, and it kills them. But all, the solution's that simple add a lot of dry stuff to it and bring the whole, the whole um, bin back to a really good uh, moisture uh, level. So where would you recommend people to get the worms from? You mentioned the website there where people in the USA can yeah. get some worms from. Yeah, right now, um, I, I always, I, I'm, I'm recommending for everybody to learn to worm well, anybody that can that learn to worm well enough so that we can, oh, we can have, people in every town in, in the world uh, that you can look at a neighbor and buy worms from. But yep. right now we're not there. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my goal is I'll never sell worms online. It's just not going to happen mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because my, my goal is to do nothing but spread this thing locally. I want to be the local guy that everybody knows. They can come get worm castings, come get advice, come get whatever they need from me uh, for their worm farms. Yeah. But until that time happens, uh, we're going to have to use some of the bigger buyers. Um, Mimi's Worms, it's M-E-M-E-S, Mimi's Worms. Um, I was so impressed with her operation down in uh, Valdosta, Georgia, that my wife and I were in Florida on vacation, and Valdosta was a six-hour drive. And we took a day of our vacation and drove up to Valdosta just to meet Mimi and to see her operation. And I was just so impressed with um, her integrity, uh, the love she has for worms. This is a woman that has, her goal right now is to have 9,000 worm bins in her warehouse. Wow. Yeah, and she, I mean, she's, she's well on it. I mean, she's, she's, she's really after it. Uh, um, but at the same time, Mimi has a bin on her back porch at home. And when she gets stressed out, she goes in and puts her hands in with the worms 
and she talks through the worms and she says, inevitably, every time it calms me down. Mm. Mm. I'm just, and so she's as reputable as can be. If, you, yeah. if you're ordering in the States, Mimi's the place to go right now. Sweet. And um, in the UK, there's uh, plenty of places as well. If you just search, and uh, you know, we hate to t- tell people to go to Google and search, but that's the best way you're going to be able to do it because it depends on where you are locally. Some places will send them to you in the post, but it's going to be quick mail. It has to be done within 24 hours. And so, you know, it's expensive for the postage, but usually there's somewhere where you can drive to within an hour of your house where you'll be able to find somebody who sells worms and you can go and pick them up and take them home on the same day. You'll get a sack uh, full of worms, all different types. So try that out. Yeah. Just, just search for somewhere close to you and go pick it up on the day if you can, rather than have them. Yeah. And, and, and if, if uh, anyone that's listening, if you get to a place where you just can't, you just can't find a place that's going to get you worms, uh, get in touch with us. And we, mm. we're building right now, we're building a, a, a worldwide, um, and we're doing the States first, but we're building a worldwide worldwide directory of uh, locations where worms can be had. Awesome. And so if you can't find them and you can't get them anywhere, just uh, go to wormpeople.com and uh, speak to, you know, text us and let us know and, and we'll do our best to help you. Um, awesome. And, and we'll find you some worms. So let's, uh, let's say you've got your worms, you've fed them the paper and your vegetables after about two, three months, then you've got some vermicompost you can use. Would you say that was right? Oh yeah, for sure, for okay. sure. It, it depends, you know, um, the, the different sizes. Let, let's say uh, you're starting with a very small bucket and, um, or medium-sized bucket. And after a while, yes, you can. It's just gonna be a little hard to separate mm-hmm. um, the, the poo from the, um, from the cardboard and from the paper and from the worms. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known some people that have uh, started their bin and they, they kept it dry enough so, so that they'd add a little paper if it got wet, but they just let those worms eat everything and bring the whole batch to a place where they say, there is enough worm castings in here, although it may not be 100%, but there are enough worm castings in here for me to use on my plants or in my garden. And what they've done is they retrieve the worms, start another bin, put the worms in the other bin, Hmm. and then take everything, even the newspaper and the cardboard, because it still will decompose Mm -hmm. um, and use it. Now, because on a smaller scale, that really makes sense. The larger scale, you know, they they have equipment where they can separate everything and and the things that are not decomposed and the worms haven't eaten goes back in. But I wouldn't worry at all if you get to a place where you're like, hey, my plants really need some fertilizer, go ahead and, and uh, pull, it, pull your worms out and, um, and, and use the stuff or, or make a tea. Tea's a great way, you know, mix it with water and, and uh, put a little sugar or molasses in there to feed the microbes and get the microbes going. And if you have an aerator, put an aerator in and uh, you can water your, um, uh, your house plants with it. Mm-hmm. You can water your garden with it if you'd like. Yeah, the leachate. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, but it's, it's a little different than the leachate. This is the leachate comes from the from the drip off of the uh, of the of the bucket. Mm-hmm. But comp when you make when you make a liquid tea from the worm castings, it's really not leachate. It's 
It's something totally different. Right. And it has all the microorganisms in it that, uh, that you need. Because leachate can go sour. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes people have used it thinking it's okay. And it actually had an adverse effect. Right. So I, I just, I dump leachate. I just dump it and I, I make tea and then I know what I'm, you know, what I'm producing. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So how would you separate the worms? I mean, you have your big red machine that shakes it and it filters out or the right. worms and the cocoons from the actual worm castings. Yeah. Using some kind of grid like that, some kind of grill, would that yeah. be recommended? No, it, no um, and that's, Maggie, that's a really important question. Um, I would take the bucket and put it on a table and dump it all out and make a pile mm -hmm. and then get a light and get a light as close as you can to it. Uh, even if it's, it's ceiling light, it's gonna be effective. The, the closer the light will be, it will happen faster. But what happens then is the worms retract and pull away from the light. And so what you do is you slowly pick all the stuff up on the top and expose some of the worms and put, put that stuff that you pulled off the top aside. And then the worms will dive deeper and then you pull that stuff off the top and then they go deeper and it, it, it you you you'll do it until your worms are a ball of worms and everything else is separated from them mm. um i do it in breeder bins i have six breeder bins every week that has to and they have five gallons of bedding in each breeder bin and because breeding you you like to for real productive breeding <clears throat> you want to keep the, the bedding extremely wet. Mm. So when it comes time to pull the adults and to gather up all the cocoons, um, it's too wet to use any mechanism. So I have to right. do that with, um, with 30 gallons of bedding. And so I go from bin to bin. I set the six bins up and I just keep doing a circle all around and just take a little off here and a little off there and a little off here and a little off there. And eventually you get right down to the worms and um, it's the most successful way to do it. And then more than anything is you have all your castings and all your bedding that's already, your bedding's been infiltrated with microorganisms and nematodes and protozoas and funguses that are all part of what you're looking for in your plants. So um, even if it looks a little funny, just use it. But that's the best way to separate worms um, from uh, the bedding in a home bin. Best oh, way in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some mm -hmm. people say, ah, it takes too long. Nah, just get into it. You start it. And, and then when you realize, look at that, I have a handful of worms. And that handful of worms is bigger than the handful I put in there. Mm -hmm. And know, they're doubling population. Died. They're doubling their population like every three months, right? They do. Yeah, in, have in good conditions. Right. In three months, if you're not if you're not aggressively uh, breeding uh, every three months is a, a fair statement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you breed, you can do it like unbelievably so fast. Yeah. If, but that's a whole other world. You know, in other words, you can breed uh, worms and, and get um, you, you can have them double in population. Um, I, I forget what it is, but it's it, it's it's like mine's crazy one, man we started off with, sorry sorry captain yeah go ahead it's just that we started off with uh i don't know a couple of hundred worms about 18 months ago 
and they've doubled and doubled and doubled. And now, now yeah. we've got like three 150 <coughs> litre containers out in the garden, all filled with worms. They just keep on growing, man. It's loads of them. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. It's mm -hmm. just so wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. So how would you use the vermicompost? What, what would you say? Uh, would well, you mix it in if, with the soil? If, yeah, if it's a small amount and it's for house plants inside, mm -hmm. I, I would uh, get some dechlorinated water. Um, uh, we, we have a lot of chlorine in our water here in the state. So uh, you want water, you know, from a local well or something that just doesn't have chlorine. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, take a figure out how much water your plants are going to need and um, a mix that mix the all everything that came out of that bin mix it in water put a little sugar as I said or molasses if it will help the microbes will go crazy and they'll start eating that mm -hmm. um, and they really eat it a matter of fact it's they sometimes if it's just a bucket of water and I'm using just just worm castings there's a foam on the top from their from their aggravate or from their agitation of eating all the uh, sugar and all the um, uh, molasses. Mm -hmm. And uh, and if you can, you you get an aerator like in a, an aquarium. Yeah, uh, sometimes. Airstone. Yeah. Yeah, an airstone works really helps out a whole bunch, and uh, put it aside for uh, 24 hours, and then um, strain it out and uh, water your plants with it. And then I would reuse what you strained out and do it again, do it twice, because you're not gonna get every, there's gonna be a lot of good stuff left behind. And, um, and then, um, you know, you could even use the bedding after that. If there's a lot of bedding left, you can use it in your next bin, put it in, just mix it with some dry, drier bedding because it's inoculated. It has, it has a lot of life in it. And you're putting in water and sharing a lot of the life with the water, but not all of it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the simplest way. Yeah. If it's a garden outside, you know, just spread it on top of the garden, mix it into the soil and water it, get it down into the soil um, as best you can. Because if, if it gets heavy sunlight, uh, it will kill the microorganisms. So you just want to get it there. And, you know, I'm one for always keeping my garden as moist as I possibly can, mm -hmm. simply to keep the mm -hmm. microorganisms alive. Yeah, the, 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 that's, that's the good shit. Yeah, that's that's epic. They're pretty much making compost tea, but with only compost. Correct, correct. Yeah. And, and you're you're doing it with it's bedding tea, but it has a lot of con it has a lot of uh, um, a lot of worm castings in with it. Does anybody on the panel here have any questions? Everybody's kind of quiet. Yeah, I don't worm farm, so I'm listening and learning, but I have no questions really. Yeah, everybody has to get a worm farm, man. I think it's, it's just even if you're not going to use the the uh, the vermicompost, you know, it's just a nice hobby to have. Just some worms to go and visit and feed them scraps of food that would otherwise just get thrown in the composter anyway. And you all need to get started on your worm farms, everybody. And Captain yeah. Matt has an epic channel that will show you everything you need to know, man. You have to go and check out Captain Matt's channel as well, which you can see there on the screen. Look, uh, youtube.com slash Captain Matt's Worms. Go there, subscribe, and you'll see all of his videos and all of the breeding bins and all the techniques he uses with his own worm farm. And it is epic, man. I enjoy yeah. it. And, 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 and you know, uh, 
honestly, it's like anything else. It takes a while to figure it out, you know, mm -hmm. to feel comfortable with your bend. Yeah. And um, if you're ever, if you're, if you're thinking, yeah, one day I really want to do this. Don't wait for one day. Go ahead and start one. They only take five minutes, five minutes a week even mm -hmm. to manage this. Thing. But once you get and get it and see the, see how simple it is and, and the benefits of it, mm -hmm. um, that's, that's what really gets us. You know, it's, it's really amazing. But we, we are working, we're, we're going to put out a um, learn to worm a, a course in the very, very near future. We have, we have um, uh, let's see, we have four people working on it right now. Um, I'm, I'm giving most of the content and we've got, a, we've got writer, a writer on it. We've got uh, someone that does all our grammar. We're going to put out the most comprehensive course on how to start worm farming and uh, everything that you will need to know on it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's going to be phenomenal. We're, our attitude is this, why produce something that's inferior when someone can put something out better than you did and have all your work you know, down the tubes because someone did you better. Mm -hmm. And so we are going to produce a world-class a course. We, we may have almost 100 videos in the course. We're not sure, but that wow. number don't hold us to it. But <clears throat> it's going to be, it's going to be a written course. And then everything we write, we're going to show you in a video. And then we're going to write a paragraph and then we're going to do a video so that, you know, some people can, can learn audibly. Some people can, can't learn audibly. They have to learn by seeing. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to cover both bases there. And it's it's going to be it's going to be awesome. We're it's going to be it's going to sell for peanuts, and we're selling it in two ways. We're going to sell it the course. If you'd just like to buy the course, it's yours. But if you'd like to buy the course and have a mentor come with the course and be buy it and enter a group, you, you can do the course um, during the week, and once a week you'll get together with the mentor an experienced, experienced worm uh, person and uh, be able to go over any questions that you had that week. I mean, the course is going to, it's, it, it's going to, it's going to turn the world, the worm world upside down. Mm -hmm. It sounds amazing, man. Well, when it's done and when it's all up yeah. and running, we'd love to get you back on the show. So you come and tell us about all of the course and everything that's going on with it. Yeah, once once we get it going, we, we'll we'll get with you for sure. Because that we, would be awesome. We want the world. We want the world to hear about it because it, it is it is going to be. Um, no no one's going to be able to do anything better. Mm -hmm. Seriously, because because we we have we have built this so carefully and so slowly um, that uh, and, and when we put it together, it's it's going to be something that I don't think anyone would try to outdo us because it would it, unless they're they want to, you know, do it for another planet or something, but uh, they're just not going to be able to do us. And I don't say that pridefully. I say it so because I, we really want people to have a really firm grasp of what they're doing. I don't want, I don't want to put out a course that someone says gets real excited about for two weeks and then it fades out and it's, you know, they're, they're not interested anymore. We're going to make it so exciting that you're going to wish you were a worm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Sounds awesome, Captain. But we yeah, should let you yeah, go. We've kept you. Yeah, we've kept you for nearly an hour now. 
And you, you've given us loads of insight. Yeah. And I hope, hope people are inspired here. If you don't have a worm farm already, I hope you're inspired to get out there and, and make one. Start looking after your worms, man. I'm yeah, go and buy and some if you don't have a garden. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Captain. And, and if you don't have a garden, grow a real small garden. Grow something this year because mm-hmm. we don't know what the future holds. Mm-hmm. And you, you need to get your fingers in the soil. If you just grow two or three tomato plants this year, do it successfully and learn what it takes to do two or three tomato plants and use some worm castings on it because the day may come where we don't have everything that we have today. And the, the, what, what brought people in generations gone by, what brought people through catastrophes and crises in the past is everyone had a garden in the backyard. And we need to get back to that because I don't know what tomorrow holds and no, nobody does. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping we, we can all stay high continuously and, and go forward. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's gonna, that, I don't know if that's gonna be the case. We might, it may be a life a saving event having just grown three tomato plants this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Hey. Epic. It's wonderful talking with you. Well, always great to talk to you, Captain. You, yeah, that's yeah. great. You have yeah, awesome. So much yeah. knowledge and passion for this stuff. You've definitely inspired some people to go and get started for sure. And of course, wonderful. If, if people head to your channel, youtube.com slash Captain Matt's Worms, go see Captain's videos and subscribe, everybody. Show some support to the Captain. Yeah, and, and, and our newsletter, our newsletter's out now and it's very, very active. Awesome. And, where, do, uh, where do people find that? Wormpeople.com. Okay. And uh, and the newsletter is it, right now we're publishing it once a week. And uh, I don't know if we'll always be able to do it once a week, but right now we are. And we're putting out some of the finest information you can get. And it's all, everything we write, We one of our thoughts is this, is if a child can't understand what we're writing, then we need to go back to the drawing board and rewrite it so that a child can understand what we're writing. Awesome. That is, that's, that is one of the things that is our, is, is our flag, you know, Mm -hmm. keep it simple so that everyone can do it. Mm -hmm. That's how we roll as well. We like to keep it simple as possible. Don't overcomplicate anything if you don't have to. Right. Right. Epic. All right, guys. Thank you so much. No, thank you, Captain. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. God bless you. We'll talk to you guys real soon. Excellent. Yes, sir. Thank you, Captain. Goodbye. Everybody wave. Everybody wave. Bye. Bye, Bye, Captain. Marge, good meeting you this time. You too. uh, Mackie and and Bubble. Uh, Good good talk to you all. Yes, thank you, Captain. It's been a pleasure, sir. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, mate. Take care. Bye-bye. Nice. Well, if, if you don't know everything about worm farms by now, then you weren't listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. He's such a cool guy as well. You know, he's so happy. He's got loads of passion, loads of energy for it. How cool is Captain Matt? You know yeah, every time, every time we get him on, same mm-hmm. thing. He's just so happy. <laughs> it's like, if only I could be that happy every day about worms. <laughs> but... Get some worms, man. Maybe that's what makes the difference. Uh, maybe I might have to. Mm. No, you, you should definitely do it, mate. Should definitely... in 2023. You've got a garden, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so what you... I'm thinking, yeah, I've got, I've got property, mate. I live on property, so I've got a mm. few different things that I do. But um, and I normally, I've got a big compost pot, uh, pit that I do. But um, I've just never really gotten into doing the worms, and it's something that you know. 
probably should. Yeah, man, do but, it, mate. Um, do it. Well, I've got to go to Bunnings today. That's what I was saying. So Bunnings is like a big hardware store. And they I know they've got worms because I walked past them the other day when I was getting cocoa. So. Oh, cool. They've got worms in there. Yeah, get some fucking worms, bro. Yeah, so I was thinking I might go and grab a box and uh, and do one up. I might throw a thread up as well on uh, nice. Percy's when I do that. That'll be cool. What are you yeah, saying, Marge? You get, you're going to go for the worms? You know what? I'm kind of interested. Just because My grandfather always had a worm farm going. And yeah, I mean, I, I always have vegetable scraps and stuff to feed it so why not mm-hmm. let's see it's really easy to do yeah cheap fertilizer will you say monkey you're gonna get on it i've been looking at it for a while but it's logistics as a situation and you know i've got i've got to decide to you know pivot one thing to go to the worm farm you can't can't have it all man yeah you gotta you gotta decide what you're gonna do but i'm not saying no i'm just saying we're looking at it mm-hmm that's it. Jim has a worm farm for sure, Chilbert. That's why nobody ever sees him. He's always in his worm farm. <laughs> uh, how many worms do you need to compost the body? Asking for a friend. Only a few, mate, but it's going to take a while. You know, if you've got loads, then it won't take very long. You know, depends on the worm. That's, that's right. That's, that's the real answer. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if the worm's the size of Dune, no problem. Done. But you know, tremors. Yeah. You know, them worms. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah but yeah, gone yeah. pretty quick, bro. <laughs> Um, and Billy Bonds definitely has worms. Definitely. Yeah. You know, he bites his nails. Don't ask about <laughs> Billy Bonds' <as> worms. <laughs> yeah, so great, great grow guides then. Let's move to the outro. Let's do that. There we go, everybody. That was Captain Matt from Captain Matt's Worms. Make sure you head over to the YouTube channel, Captain Matt's Worms. So youtube.com slash Captain Matt's Worms. And you'll find his YouTube channel, subscribe to it, check out his videos, check out his shorts. Loads of really cool content coming out from Captain Matt's channel right now. So head over there and check it out. Make sure you do. And of course, again, if you have a worm farm, come and share it with us over at PersysGrowRoom.com. And, uh, you know, just start a thread, take some pictures, show us what you have in your worm farm. That would be very cool. And we want to do more things like this in the future episodes of Grow Guides as well. So if you have any ideas on people you think we should get on the show that would be informative we can either sort an interview out with them guys or we can do it for grow guides so again if you have any suggestions for anybody you would like to hear on the show then let us know and we'll arrange it as best as we can so as usual thank you very much for downloading and listening to the show i hope you enjoyed this episode i enjoyed it i think the panel members enjoyed it as well it's a real fun episode to speak to captain matt so i hope you enjoyed it too anyway We'll catch you on Sunday for the live show. And don't forget, if you are VIP, a Patreon, or a YouTube member, then we have our Patreon meetings on the last Friday of the month, which is the day when this episode is being released. So if you are a patron, make sure you head over to Percy's and get the link for the room and come and join us tonight for a, a session in the Zoom room. It'll be fun. We'll see you there. Anyway, have a good weekend, everybody. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll see you on Sunday. Goodbye.